You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. In a world filled with cigars, craft beer, comics, movies, and video games, only two men are brave enough to search out all things nerdy. It's the Cigar Nerds Podcast! And welcome to the Cigar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Smokin' Joe. I'm Brad Jackson. And there's no mercy on this podcast. No mercy. <laughs> Strike first. Strike hard. Podcast later. What? Something like that. Anyway, uh, what are we smoking this week, Brad? <laughs> I don't know. I got my eye poked out. We're in the dojo, and things got a little bit sideways, and I uh, painted the fence when I should have waxed on and waxed off, and... Dude, I legit hit myself in the face with a short bar the other day. It's it's not fun. <laughs> I'm such a badass, I kick my own ass. <laughs> Dang. All right. So, uh, this week, we are smoking the Diesel Esteli Puro. This is going to consist of a Esteli Habano wrapper with an Esteli Habano binder and an Esteli Habano filler. Yeah, for all you who don't know, that's what a puro means. It's all one thing. <laughs> Purity. Or at least all from one country. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this is uh, Diesel's newest, uh, not a limited edition. This is going to be a, a full-time part of the Diesel lineup. And as we say, half the new cigars we find today are made by A.J. Fernandez. But yeah, this one was also created in collaboration with A.J. Fernandez. <laughs> and each of these... The tobacco, the, each of the tobaccos in this cigar were hand-selected from AJ's Farms to meet specific requirements and harness the strength and complexity of Esteli's renowned tobacco. <laughs> and I say the diesel stuff, with the exception of, I think it was the grind I didn't like, but Hair of the Dog, uh, was it the, the, was it not Lunatic, uh, the freaking insanity or whatever i forgot there's a bunch of these diesel cigars uh, yeah i think we've been popping one, up like the whiskey row yeah and... the whiskey row like a rabbit hole one and then the whiskey o sherry cast and and whatever that uh the lunatic or whatever not one lunatic. it was i don't know go back several podcasts ago at this point they all 150 episodes in they're all starting to blend together but there's another diesel we smoked that we we liked but like i said the exception of the the diesel grind, which I don't even think we did an episode on that. I think I just smoked that personally, and it kind of sucked. That's why we didn't <laughs> didn't review it. But yeah, I've liked uh, pretty much most of the diesel stuff. I've, well, I've I'm just really happy. So you know, I'm I I love you know pretty much all Nicaraguan um, wrappers, binders, fillers, tobaccos in general. Also, you know. Habano, just because it brings, you know, that spice and everything to the forefront of a cigar. So, um, you know, this one is right up my spite or right up my alley just because of, uh, you know, the, that black pepper taste just hits you the moment you light. And yeah, I was like a good, good peppery cigar with not but also being... too, like it's got a, a good body to it yeah there's it's not like harsh peppery it's not like you're sucking on a uh fucking habanero it's like i said to state it's that nice spice it's a nice spicy cigar <laughs> it's a good balance to my uh hot wings from last night i suppose hmm, yeah i wouldn't like some some hot wings to go with this but yes when since we're talking about you know no mercy and striking hard this episode we're going to be talking about cobra kai which, you're like, dude, that shit came out two years ago. Yes, we know, but it finally hit Netflix, so I wasn't paying for YouTube. And 
I think it's gotten like a second wind since it did that. Oh, yeah, most definitely. It, it's and... blown up since it kind of went to a wider audience of uh, Netflix users. And I don't know. I mean, I guess with uh, before we get into the main segment and spoil the shit out of it for folks that um, have not seen Cobra Kai, definitely would recommend it. Um, if you want a brief synopsis, I would say. Uh, 30 years ago, two guys had a grudge match against one another. Uh, they are now adults with kids and still have a grudge match against one another. <laughs> and, 30 years, we're still trying to live our teenage primes. <laughs> and if you need to sweep the leg, Johnny, call the Strike Force. StrikeForceEnergy.com. Use your promo code CigarNerds for 20% off your order. Get you all the caffeine you need to make it through that, uh, that All-Valley tournament. And with that, we'll be right back. And welcome back. We are talking about Cobra Kai. So remember, it's time to bow in and start this uh, start this session. There will be no mercy. If anyone wants some mercy, you're going to need to listen to another podcast. Because it is the way of the snake. <laughs> I mean, I gotta say, like, the teenager in me would have been like, it's a snake, and I know I'm not supposed to step on snake. I'm going with that dojo. <laughs> Plus, they had cool no colors. Step on snake. Yeah, I mean the, the you know black and yellow, black and yellow. <laughs> but yes, as wait, uh, are we talking about Bumblebee? <laughs> uh, but yeah, as as uh, you know, if anyone who's not familiar, there was four Karate Kid movies starting back in the eighties. But uh, I mean, this to me is basically just a continuation of the first Karate Kid. I mean, I think that was the most impactful the film that everybody you know typically it was liked. really the only one that had uh cobra kai and johnny lawrence in it uh he was like well the sec karate kid 2 literally started right after the all valley tournament so there was like a little bit of kind of hangover from the first movie but then after that it just followed daniel san the rest of the way and we never heard anything about whatever happened to the old cobra kai until 2018, when YouTube suddenly decided they wanted to get into premium subscription content like Netflix and all the other streaming services. And this was kind of one of the first original produced shows for YouTube that came out. And it 
got good reviews at the time. Like everyone was talking about it, but it again, it, again, it was one thing. I'm like, I'm not paying extra for freaking YouTube. I do just because I don't have to deal with the freaking ads, <laughs> and it seems like the ads these days are out of control. Oh yeah, it's like you can't watch a freaking video about every like you know minute and a half. There's another another fucking commercial. But yeah, the uh, like we said in the the intro, it's this has kind of gotten another another life because all the people like me that heard it was good but didn't want to pay for it. When it hit Netflix, it's like now there's like a ton of new people that have seen it. It's like holy shit, have you seen this Cobra Kai thing? So it's like it's almost like it's brand new yet again. Yeah, it's just because people like you want to relive the eighties. Oh, here you are. <laughs> like, I remember this thing from my childhood. <laughs> hey, kid, come here. I want to teach you how to sweep the leg. <laughs> yeah, and it's like oh, I went back and was rewatching some of the uh, uh, original Karate Kid. It was like having to be on TV. And when I was like, you know, a young kid watching this going, oh man, I want to learn martial arts. This, this all looks cool as shit. And then I actually learned martial arts. And I'm like, Danielson get his ass kicked. I mean, this guy, I was like, I was like, this is like the, oh, the crane kick. No one can block it. I'm like, dude, that's just a jump in front kick. <laughs> it's not some mystery uh, technique that only Mr. Miyagi can teach you. But it could be. And it was at the time. Yeah, so like after rewatching it now as an adult, having a black belt, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I could have taken Daniel Son back in the day. <laughs> and that's one of the things I gotta say. Now, spoiler, uh, spoilers ahead as we actually get into what's going on in these first two seasons we've gotten. And you, know, and if you are not familiar, Netflix bought the rights to the Cobra Kai series, so the first two seasons that were on YouTube. Now available on your Netflix with season three releasing. I think it's January eighth. Yeah, if it hasn't been delayed or something crazy. <laughs> well, apparently that one's already in the bank, and that will come out in January. And they've already, as of October, greenlit a uh, season four. So we're gonna, if you if you like what you've seen so far, you're about to get more of it. But I gotta say the fight choreography now is much better than what it was in 1984. And I'm like, oh yeah, these, like, the moves they're doing, I'm like, alright, yeah, these, yeah, look pretty cool. They at least, I don't know if any of these guys had any kind of previous experience in the martial arts, but like, whoever's doing the fight choreography for the series, like, the action sequences are are a little more believable than <laughs> than previously. Yeah, I... I don't know. I mean, I, I think for me, you know, obviously there's a nostalgia factor for people our age that, you know, fucking grew up with Karate Kid, Mr. Miyagi, uh, Wusa, and the Bonsai, the whole nine yards. <laughs> and, you know, I, especially in the first season, like, I think it was, you know, kind of a great tribute to that. And, you know, Cobra Kai being oh, these are the bad guys, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, are they really the bad guys? Because, you know, my, my thing about it is 30 years is a long time, and it's like those same old grudges are still alive. Like, these events <laughs> might as well have happened yesterday. Yeah, I, I love the fact that in this, it follows Johnny Lawrence, a.k.a. Uh, played by Billy Zapkick, because we never really got to hear what happened to him after losing the All-Valley Tournament, and 
as we find out, nothing. Nothing happened to him. He's literally stuck in the 80s. He's driving an old Trans Am, still listening to, like, 80s hair metal, doesn't know what the internet is. And he kind of, where he was... I mean, I think he became the washed-out alcoholic, is what they were trying to say. Yeah, it's like... Oh, the guy lost the tournament, so as... You know, an adult, you know, he lost his relationship. He lost his relationship with this kid, and he's just a, you know, a, a burnout or a washout. Pretty know? much a dirtbag, like, doing handyman stuff, where he was the pretty boy rich kid, or at least that's the way they portrayed it, and he's, like, peaked in high school. Like, <laughs> it has done nothing with his life. And, like, the shitty apartment complex he lives in, Looks a lot like the shitty apartment complex Danielson lived in when he was, you know, a kid in the 80s. And, and hell, he's a handyman. He's almost like he has become the Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> but I, I, not only do I, I, you like that we've kind of get to see what happened to Johnny, but also the having things kind of told from his perspective where Danielson went on to be super successful owns a whole bunch of car lots and and you know but at the same time well it looks he's almost the bad guy at least in the start of this series well and 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 that's the thing that i liked is you know the little snippets going back to the original karate kid and you know uh miyagi dos you know kind of philosophy was you know the thing about martial arts is people always attribute oh, this is a method of self-defense or, you know, a way that if I need to do offense, I, I have training and some capacity to carry out that where, it, you know, it was so much more virtues of life, you know, and, and more of a, this isn't a skill you learn. This is, you know, a philosophy and an adaptation, a way to make you, think about things throughout life and how you handle situations and that sort of thing. And Yeah, and the Cobra Kai's from Daniel's perspective were like the bullies and John Kreese well, was they, kind they, of a they dick. They were the cheaters, you know? Which we'll, which we'll kind of get into more of that in like the season, the season two, but I liked it showing it from Johnny's perspective where he's like, oh no, strike strike first that's not just for fighting that's life philosophy are you gonna let somebody else you know if you see a girl at a party are you gonna let some other dude go talk to her first like you it's like you win at life by being aggressive <laughs> you know and it's like well, it's like I'm, all right it's like a different it's almost you know, taking yeah. charge you know yeah and hey this opportunity presents itself whether it's business whether it's girls whatever it is now you know that's Obviously a metaphor, because if you look at Johnny, uh, it, he was not striking first. Like, <laughs> he, he was not striking out, hard, yes. Uh, you know, and, but I think in doing so, like, it caused a humbleness to him, you know, where he went from the spoiled brat to losing everything and learned humility. Yeah, where, and, you know, his, yeah, apparently he he was a deadbeat father had a had a son that he never really you know helped or or, or had a relationship with and, and you know he, like I said he's kind of at his lowest when we see him but like you said he kind of gained some humility but then also with the 
first student or his first student, Miguel, and then all the other students that kind of join later on are all the loser bully kids that like, you know, like it seemed like back in the day, Cobra Kai was like the best, the best, but it's like now he's having to teach the bullied loser kids how to stand up for themselves. Like Miyagi had to do for Daniel's son. Like I said, he's, it's, it's, you know, he's kind of become the Miyagi character in his own eighties, like non-politically correct way. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Yeah, I mean, it just, I think that was the thing for me that, you know, was just, can we move past this, you know, because obviously, you know, Johnny is in a better place mentally much later on. I think, you know, when he first meets Miguel and everything, he's oh, I don't really want to get into this karate stuff, but then, you know, after he sees, oh, you're you're getting the crap beat out of you and everything, like, let me try to give you some life less. Let me be the father that I could never be to my own son. Yeah, it's like he became more of a like it was grown all about up him by teaching. to redeem himself for his own shortcomings. Yeah, and like, so once he stands up and kicks the... And I'm like, <laughs> when he finally, like, you know, has, like, the bad day and even has to go deal with uh with freaking Daniel and it's like and he finally had, you know the bullies are beating up uh, Miguel and he jumps up that first like kick in the face he's like almost pulls his groin muscle he's like probably dude hasn't had to do a face level kick in <laughs> 20 years he's like oh shit I need to stretch man <laughs> I was like I feel you bro at, at 40 trying to do face level kicks I, I understand that pain <laughs> I know what you're going through bro yeah I was like when I was a kid I could do that now it's like oh I need to stretch first <laughs> it's <laughs> Well, I mean, not only that, but you're in blue jeans. You're not really dressed for the occasion, but, you know, sometimes when you got to do work, uh, you know, condition yellow, always be prepared and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you're like, right. It's like by him taking on the role of teacher, he kind of learned to be a, a responsible adult uh, that he hadn't before. And he has those flashbacks like that, you know, he's like, you know, the best things that happened in my life happened when I was a member of Cobra Kai. I'm, you know, I have nothing else. To let me try to do something good with this name. It, it kind of ended badly. Reese turned out to be a bad dude and, you know, tried to choke me out and, and kill me. <laughs> but at the same time, I can use those life lessons to teach others and try to not make the same mistakes that my instructor and that was the yeah, thing, is I think he truly under, you know, got the realization that there are no bad students, just bad teachers. Yeah, and it's like, and he, especially through, I'd say the first, at least the first half of season one, Danielson's really the bad guy because Johnny's trying to do good and make kind of changes in his life, but Danielson just sees Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai and the bullies and is trying to like, thwart him at every turn when he and not taking the time to to like you know because when the they find out the cobra kai is banned from for life for the tournament for shit that you know reese and all them had you know done back in the day and you know he gives that speech that like hey you know i've learned as much from these kids as they've learned from me like don't punish them for stuff that cobra kai did in the past because as much as i'm think i'm improving their lives they're improving my life just as much but Daniel's son still can't see past, like, oh, no, this is the guy who bullied me back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that that was kind of the thing for me. I was like, 
Like, there were so many opportunities to where they're like, can we stop the dick-showing competition? <laughs> yeah. And, like, I mean, you guys go back to the original apartments. You guys go and have drinks together. Like, you, yeah, there's you like, realize there's common ground. Like, it, There's so many moments where if they just stopped and talked to each other, things would have probably gotten better. But it's like, 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 the, like you said, the first time, well, you know, Daniel-san, you know, is threatened by Cobra Kai, and then he gets drunk and paints a big dick on Daniel's sign, and they start going at it again, and then Daniel's, you know, like cousin, cousin tries to burn his dude's car down, so he shows up at Daniel's son says, I'm going to kick your ass. He's like, dude, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I didn't tell him to do anything. He's a fucking idiot. And he's like, how? and then his wife's like, are y'all two going to push each other in the pool? If not, like, we're going to go have breakfast. And they're still sitting there like, fight, so you want to go? He's like, uh, I could eat. <laughs> and they finally like sit down. And then when they, he's like, she's like, just give him a car, you know, and get him out of your life. And then he's like, oh yeah, this is a freaking Dodge Charger with X amount of horsepower. And he's like, oh, you knew cars? Like, doesn't every real man do? And they go on the test drive and he starts listening to like, he's like, dude, are you listening to Ario Speedback? And he's like, I can turn it off if you want. No, it's cool. And he's like, and they start kind of jammed together. He's like, you like Ario Speedback? And he's like, doesn't any real man? And it's like, they start finding the common ground and they go to the, Daniel Sun's like shithole apartment and he's like he's like, Oh yeah, I remember this place. I kicked your ass around the corner. He's like, Yeah, how'd that end for you? He's like, Yeah, point taken. <laughs> but then they start drinking and like you know, become like kind of friendly and go and then they have that thing like, Alright, remember Rocky at the end when just the two got the Rocky and Apollo gotta fight each other just to see who really is the best? Like like, alright, just one time, well and then they find out that, you know, Daniel Sun's been training you know, his his son and Daniel's son think, oh, this is just another Cobra Kai trick. And so there's so many, like, just where you think they're going to finally get on the same page and then something misunderstanding ends up <laughs> causing drama my again. my thing. Okay. Two grown-ass men duking it out. All these fucking kids in school and everything duking it. Dude, I never saw a fight last more than ten seconds. Like, and all of a sudden, like, these things are drawn out for, like, five, ten minutes with, like, a hundred people involved. And it's like, where the hell is everybody? <laughs> that, the other thing, having trained and even, like, been an instructor myself at this point, that I didn't realize in the 80s watching Cobra, watching the original Karate Kid, and they kind of keep doing it in Cobra Kai, is I've never once seen sparring gear. Everything is a bare-knuckle fight. And I was like, no, like there's you gotta there's like safety and insurance involved in a real dojo. Like it, even like you see tournaments, they're wearing gloves and feet pads and stuff. But it's like, yeah, never once did I see anyone wearing any kind of safety equipment <laughs> in any of these movies, just kicking each other in the face. We're we're not worried about safety, man. We're, we're <laughs> separating the men from the boys here. Are I mean, are the ladies? You know, because yeah. uh, you know we. we we do have to get a little bit PC, um, you know, to bring things up into the modern time. And I do, I, I do like his character so much at the first is like, doesn't know what, and doesn't know what Facebook is. Doesn't know what the internet is. Like has to learn how to use a computer. He's like, has not progressed from the eighties. And I, he's so politically uncorrect. He's like, he's like, you don't want to be a pussy. Do you, uh, Sir, I think that's like, you know, you shouldn't use gender stereotypes. Shut up. Don't listen to your counselors anymore. You listen to me. Yes, it's serious. And then when he, like, some modern pop song is on his cell phone, he's like, what the hell is that shit? You don't listen to that anymore. You need to, like, learn about, like, you know, freaking ACDC and Van Halen. Metallica. And then, like, later on, his phone rings. He's like, 
is that? He's like, oh yeah, it's Rat Sensei. Have you heard of Rat? He's like, I found down this whole like '80s hair metal band like thing hole on YouTube the other day, and it's like, he's What's like, all on right, YouTube. <laughs> yeah, uh, but he's like, all right, you know, he, the kids learning. You know, he's he's making Miguel cool <laughs> in his own weird fucked up way. But yeah, the first or the second student uh, of <laughs> of the. Uh, new Cobra Kai uh, is uh, Daniel-san's daughter's friend who is uh, getting bullied herself but and I like when he, she comes here because it's like we kind of t- have talked about like cyber bullying and shit she's uh, you know she comes in and he's like, you know, he's like oh there's no girls in Cobra Kai and he's like he's like hold on Sensei come here. he's like dude she gets bullied at school all the time and her dad's like some famous football player or baseball player he's like she's lo- like she could actually pay he's like all right we'll reconsider and he goes he's like yeah because he's got no business sense like yeah. on how to actually like i'm surprised that he was actually able to get a building and you know even put branding on it and i aisha is her uh is her name but yeah she is such a turns into such a badass like she because <laughs> at first he's like, and i like she's like He's like, you know, so I hear you've been bullied. And, yeah, mostly online. He's like, those fucking pussies. She's like, back in my day, if we bullied somebody, you know, we did it to their face. There was, like, honor and respect. To him, you know, bullying was, like, you had the balls to deal someone face-to-face. You're not these, like, behind-your-keyboard warriors that we have today, kids. And it's like, it's like, uh, you know, today it's easy to bully and be rude. Because back in the day... If you said something to somebody's face, you had to risk getting punched in the face. Yeah. It's like... like like There was immediate risk for repercussion. Yes. Uh, And nowadays, since you can hide behind your computer, it's kids are getting bullied so so much more. Because, I mean, you can't kick somebody's ass for picking on you because they're behind a freaking computer screen at halftime. You don't even know who the hell it is. Whereas, like... I traced your IP. Here's a virtual punch. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like there's a saying, and I don't... I don't know who like the original quote came from, but it was like uh, a gentleman is a savage is more polite than a gentleman because a savage knows he can be rude and get his head split for it. (laughs) It's like the gentleman can be rude, no repercussions, but a savage is like, Oh, if I'm rude, I may die. (laughs) I I guess that's the difference between, you know, a passive aggressive more so than a direct aggressive. Yeah. Is that even a term? I don't know. Did we coin that phrase? Can I direct aggressive? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. We write a write a book of the Scarnard's theory on self defense. <laughs> but I mean that's always a thing. I and I guess that was the biggest difference. Like you know, the couple of times that, you know, there was the potential for me to get bullied or whatever, like Oftentimes, we walked away as friends after 30, 45 seconds. Yeah, because like I said, if you know, most time you stand up to a bully, they'll back down because, like, I mean, criminals want victims, not a fight. And, you know, the, the school bully, like, you know... And, and that was the thing, fi- like, people's like, well, I don't really know how to fight. Uh, stand up for yourself. <laughs> like, just just make a stand, and oftentimes, oh, crap, there's resistance. I'm not prepared for resistance. Um, I'm not going to challenge you again. <laughs> doesn't have to get physical like it yeah most times it's I, I like, a, like a show of force is well i think it's mental strength yeah you know 
Where it's like, oh, emotionally you're not breaking me. Mentally you're not breaking me. Um, physically, what are you going to do? Like, nowadays, what? Everybody's just going to rush out and get guns. But, <laughs> oh. fuck it. I got guns too. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's like Dr. Dre said, you know, you act like you, you got guns, you act like I don't have any. <laughs> I got rid of one. Like, shit, I can't remember. But, Want to run around and talk about guns like I ain't got none? Yeah, there you go. What'd you think? Shit, I sold them all? (laughs) Uh, And I I like that this also gave Johnny more backstory where, you you know, because Daniel-san is like, oh, yeah, you were just the rich kid. He's like, nah, man, I had a a stepfather who was like a douchebag. And it's like, you know, know, Sensei uh, Reese was more of a father than, Reese was more of a father than my stepfather always was, you know. So he's like, you know, my mom just kind of married him because she wanted me to have a better life, but he was a, like a dick, you know, and, he, and he's like, yeah, I, you know, I guess moms, you know, do that because that's kind of why his mom moved them to California so he could have a, a better life and get him out of like, you know, Jersey. But, uh, and, and, you know, so like you get that backstory of him, like, because when Miguel's like, you know, stop picking on everybody because like, you don't get what it's like to be us. And then he kind of thinks back like, oh no, I wasn't always the cool guy. I got that when I joined Cobra Kai, I was the dork kid who got, you know, bullied by, you know, uh, you know, a dick, dick stepfather. So he's like, you know, I get it. Like I worry, I worry you guys or was you guys, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I wore you guys as a skin mask. (laughs) Cause it's Halloween. And I, I, and then even when, uh, Miguel starts, uh, dating Daniel's daughter, you know, he tells you, you got to watch out for those LaRussos. And he gets that whole, kind of tells the whole backstory of Karate Kid from his perspective, where he's like, hey, man, you know, I date, met this girl, dated her all through high school, and then summer before senior year, I did something stupid and she broke up with me. And then this new guy moved in and, you know, I saw them like him hitting on my ex, you know, and I went and tried to talk to her and dude suckered punched me. So I just freaking defended myself. And then I thought it was done. And then months later, like, dude, like, douses me with water at the Halloween party. And, you know, and we tried to, you know, chase him down. And he had a karate master's own. He, like, kicked the shit out of us. Like, pretty sure my buddy got brain damage from that fight. <laughs> and then he took me out with, like, an illegal head kick in the in the tournament. So it was, like, this whole thing. It's like, oh, and you look at it from Johnny's perspective, you're like, Daniel is kind of the dick. <laughs> well, I mean, that was the thing is... You know, too much testra, too much testosterone, and not enough logic. Yeah. You know, whereas if they were to sit down and like, I don't know, I I would figure, you know, at some point, you know, with the passing of Miyagi, with the disappearance of Kreese, wherever the hell he went, you know, those are, you could almost become battle buddies at that point. Yeah. But, you know, I guess egos and all of that just... Because uh, <laughs> if they would just sit down, they had more in common than they actually... Well, I mean, they, <laughs> they are two peas in a pod. They are the same character. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I do like The problem later... is, is neither one of them will look in the mirror and see... Well, I actually, I take that back. I kind of think that Johnny has taken a look in the mirror and realized that, you know, in many regards, but... You know, yeah, and so, so most of the time, you know, he's like... It's the booze and everything else that oftentimes, like... Hey, you, you're going to keep poking the hornet's nest. You're going <laughs> to constantly keep getting stung. Like, Yeah, it's like, you know, especially through season one, he's, like, 
keeps trying to bury the past and Danielson just won't won't let him. And then when you get into like season two, his students are getting that kind of bad influence from Crease, which spoiler at the end of season one, Cobra Cry does win the All Valley tournament kind of in a shitty way, which he and I love like the next day because you know, he in the final they end up fighting his son who has been training with with Daniel because he did not tell him that he was Johnny's son. So he enters the tournament as an independent. And by the end of it, Daniel's son's like, all right, you're you're officially uh, Miyagi-Do. And I like when he gets injured, he goes in there and he's like, he's like, you ready to walk away? He's like, no, I want to finish this. He's like, all right. And he starts rubbing his hands together and you're like, oh, he's going to do the Miyagi thing. And he's like, uh, medic. (laughs) It's like, like, it's like the greatest joke. He's like, and then like one of the first rounds when Daniel's son's watching the tournament, you know, Johnny whispers to one of his students and he, does the the kid does the crane kick on somebody and just kind of like haha <laughs> I stole your move. <laughs> well, like I, you know, and through that, like egos and all, like I, I I could just see from Daniel's perspective that it's oh he's telling him to sweep the leg. They're gonna they're gonna do that thing again. It's gonna be you know 1985 all over. You know, and, and he's literally trying to like rein in their aggression. He realizes like, all right, this whole there is no victory. strike hard, no mercy thing. They may have taken this a little too seriously, and I need to kind of uh, temper th- this aggression. And like the next episode of like I think season two when he's like you know punishing the guys who finished like first and second uh, or you know second and third. Uh, Miguel and Hawk, he's like, all right, which is the stronger Cobra? The one that takes down a fully healthy, you know, gazelle or the one who, you know, kills an injured lion? You know, it's like, he's like, uh, the one who does like a fully, or, you know, kicks somebody in the back and kills an injured lion, you know, like the one who kills like the fully healthy. And so he's like, yes, if you really want to be champion, you have to don't play dirty and beat your opponent when they're at their best, which like I said, is kind of a, yeah, I mean, he brought honor, you know, yeah. was trying to teach them, you know, kind of that respect, aspect. not winning and, at all cost as his instructor had kind of <laughs> wanted them to do. But I, I, I think we need to talk about Hawk. Like what an interesting character development, you know, that and progression that he went through. So through definitely through season one. Cause I mean, we're introduced into to season him as, two. Uh, lip yeah you know and very mousy he has a face deformity because he was a cleft palate and you know johnny of course gives everyone nicknames he keeps calling him lip because he could not talk about lip he's like dude i can't not talk about you expect just not to look at it is you got to learn if you won't want people to look at your lip you got to flip the script give them you know freaking get a tattoo or something you know but you know own that shit and he like legit goes out and instead of like crumbling because he like walks out and he's like oh another quitter he comes back the next day and he's got a freaking mohawk and got a tattoo and he's like, "All right, I'm owning it. I'm I'm not going to be defined by my deformity." And like I said, Hawk has this great kind of stereo uh, story arc where he goes from being this mousy, afraid, bullied kid to Hawk, but then, like you said, needing to temper that aggression when he starts getting that bad influence from Crease. He goes like almost like full psycho by the end of like season two. <laughs> it's like he went too far. He's like he started off really yeah, well, weak. I and mean, you, get... you fell off the deep end, right? Yeah. And I, I, you know, and I think, you know, it's kind of, I don't know, like 
as much as I enjoyed it, just some of those drama elements, I'm just like, did we really need that? Like, so much fucking drama. <laughs> like, yeah. I just want to be like, can we just kick all your asses and sit you all down? And just everybody, you know, like, I, I almost agree with the wives. And she's like, you know, you, you guys got to stop with this shit, you know? <laughs> like. Oh, but yeah, that, uh, you know. Because even like, yeah, you because know, we know, I think it was Karate Kid 3. Reese supposed, you know, told everybody he he died. He like faked his death, or, and apparently uh, Johnny thought he was dead as well because he says like, "Oh, he's died." Well, at the end, like like the big like reveal of season, uh, you know, the end of season one, you know, Johnny comes back to the dojo after the tournament, and Kreese walks in smoking a fat cigar, and is like, "Oh shit, <laughs> this is." And even kind of give him an attempt at a backstory. You know, he's like, oh, yeah, I, I you know, was been doing, like, training, like, CIA gorillas and stuff and doing all this off-the-book shit. And then Miguel is like, something shady with this dude. And, you know, he, she even tells Johnny, he's like, he's like, yeah, he's talking about training people in countries that there's not, like, conflicts going on. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not 100% this guy's, like, for real. And then Johnny follows him and finds out he's like in some kind of like halfway house. And then he's kind of, since he lost Cobra Kai, is kind of went off the deep end. Went yeah. off the deep end himself. And you know he's like, all right, being part of Cobra Kai has made me a better person. Let me try to give him a chance at redemption. But then you find out it's all a game and Crease is basically still a dirtbag. But yeah, and he's having that bad influence on Johnny's students, which again. Johnny and Danielson starting to kind of come to agreement. They're like, oh, we're not that bad. And then Kreese sends like the bad students to freaking trash Danielson's dojo and steal Miyagi's uh, Medal, Medal of, of Honor. Honor. And and then of course, you know, Danielson immediately like, oh, this is Johnny. He's, you know, he's doing this. And, you know, when it's like, you know. Just uh, like with the car incident. Yeah. It's like, dude, that wasn't me. You know, just like that wasn't you. But we can't put our egos aside to be like, Hey, let's come together and end this shit. Like, yeah, there's like so many things, at least between the adults, if they had just stopped and talked to one another instead of Daniel son's got a little bit of anger issues and he jumps to immediately Johnny's fault. And like, you know, the, the, can't, the Cobra Kai can't be trusted. They're all evil. I think he forgot that life lesson that was taught about balance. Yeah. As much as he tries to, go back to Miyagi's teaching. It's like half the time it's Daniel's one, the one that's like, you know, blowing up and going, you know, ballistic suddenly, even especially when they have a, they try to, the student, he tells the students like, all right, after he figures out crease is being a bad influence and tries to fire him. He tells the kids like, Hey, that whole no mercy thing. That was me when I was a kid and it was dumb. It is, there's no dishonor in showing mercy. Like the new Cobra Kai needs to, Everything doesn't have to be the hard way. You can there are be great the better areas, man. Yeah, he's you like, know. And so they have that big party where the Cobra Kais and the Dan- Miyagi-Dos try to to have a party. And then his daughter gets shit-faced drunk trying to do a shot game with Miguel's new girlfriend. And gets is too drunk to, you know, and whatever Robbie, uh, uh, Johnny's uh, son, like, is like, I can't take her home. She's fucking trashed. I'll take her to my dad's house to sober up. 
and you know, he does the right thing and it's like, all right, yeah, cool. We'll put her in the, the back bedroom. You know, we'll sleep on the couches and, and make sure she's okay. And we'll take her home in the morning. Well, then Daniel's son tracks her phone and shows up. Oh, she's at Johnny's house with her, her his dirt bag son. Like this is all. And immediately tries to like fight Johnny again. <laughs> and I was like, dude, just take a fucking minute and let him. And he, mean, he, he, he was he's like, dude, but... you're not coming into my house until you calm down. You're far too angry. Let me tell you what happened. And he's like, no, like, fuck you. Let's fight. <laughs> Which is crazy because that's supposed to be your students. Like, so uh, I, I don't know. You know, the, the, just the fact that, I mean, which I guess I get it. You know, like you're, you're probably pissed off that your daughter did something stupid anyway. But at the same time, like. Well, they could have been on a, you know, street somewhere. She could have been in a ditch or, you yeah, know. Yeah, like, like Giant Legit was doing the right thing. There, yeah. There's far worse, you know, things. But I guess in, Dan- like, if nothing else, I think it was just, oh, it's about my ego. Like, that, and that, that's been my problem with it is right now everything is all about his fucking ego. And it's like, there, there's, you need to be humbled. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know what it takes for you to get humbled, but you need to get there. Oh, I do like that episode where Johnny finally goes on a date with uh, Miguel's mom, and they end up at the same Mexican place with Daniel and his wife. And the two girls are like, "No, let's pull the tables together and make these two idiots like talk." <laughs> and they start drinking and having a good time and dancing and stuff. He's like, "We need to do another round." She's like, "I don't know. Last time I went three da- three rounds with Daniel, I got kicked in the head." <laughs> and they're like finally able to kind of like laugh about their, you know, the things that have happened between them, and then. Like, so the dojo gets trashed, and then his daughter ends up drunk at Johnny's house, and it's like, every time you think that the guys are finally going to get on the same page, either the students or just some random shit <laughs> fucks it all up again, and they don't sit down and talk to each other. And most of the time, it's the fucking teenage hormones. Oh, yeah. Even from the adults. I'm still going to say teenage hormones, because they have not outgrown <laughs> that shit. No. But I gotta say, Johnny's Cobra Kai uh, charger was pretty badass. <laughs> When he repainted that thing in the flat black and yellow with the Cobra Kai logos, I'm like, all right, that's kind of awesome. I thought we just took a car from Transformers. <laughs> yeah. Instead of Bumblebee, we put Cobra Kai on the tag. It's the dark Bumblebee. And there was also that uh, one episode in season two where we get to see what happened to the rest of the original Cobra Kai. Because uh, one of the guys, I think it was... Uh, uh, Bobby, maybe. But, uh, yeah, Bobby, Jimmy, and Tommy. Yeah, it was Tommy, I think it was. You know, is dying of cancer. And he's kind of like, I want to have one more night with the boys. And they literally break him out of the hospital and go on this, like, wild hogs motorcycle trip and get in a bar fight and camp out in the woods. And they're all, like, you know, reminiscing about the, them, too. Is like, dude, Reese was, like, an asshole to us. And, and I can't believe you're bringing back, you know, Cobra Kai. He's like, no, I'm trying to do it right this time and and do things trying not to repeat the mistakes that that we made when we were kids with our but he made that same mistake he let you know crease in yeah like master manipulator yeah he's like playing like freaking you know black ops mind games with him the whole time and turning his students against him i mean was he actually black ops and everything like i mean i know it's implied but is there any credibility to, uh... uh... I think in, like, maybe with Karate Kid 3, they went into a little bit of his background. I think 
pre-Cobra Kai, he was... Obviously, he, I mean, he's in a military kind of like halfway house retirement home type thing for vets. But I, I mean, all that shit he talks about, like, you know, after leaving Cobra Kai, training people in the, in the jungles and shit, it's like, that all looks like bullshit. But I think he had some kind of military background before all he, this shit. He, he went through basic and suffered an injury. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but nobody wants to say that, you know, and it's like. Yeah, I mean, he's got the photos on the wall of him, like, with a, looks like a green beret and stuff and from, like, Vietnam, but it's like, I got that same picture I got took at Six Flags, you know, and it's like, is it, is he really, uh, I've not seen any kind of actual thing of uh, Kreese's military record. <laughs> yeah, because especially when they show the, all the stuff he's talking about, how he's, what he's been doing for the last 20, 30 years is, turns out to be all bullshit. I don't know if any of the shit he talked about doing before that was was bullshit or not maybe we'll get a little more of that in in season three yeah i don't know i'm i'm kind of wondering how that plays out i mean and the we got and i'll tell you one thing too is when after they win the tournament they get well first of you know at first it's just miguel and then the girl and aisha joins the team but then miguel find like that moment where he stops the guys from bullying Daniel's daughter and finally gets into like the fight and kicks the shit out of the four dudes who would, because when the, like the first time he tries to like stand up to him, they beat the shit out of him. And he's like, all right, man. It's like, you know, problem is like, we've only been teaching you offense. We haven't learned any defense. That's why you got your ass kicked. So now I'm going to teach you the greatest defense, more offense. (laughs) But then when he finally, like, you know, they have that cool training montage and he finally starts kind of getting the lessons, uh, and I like to that contrast of it shows Danielson making uh, Robbie do all like the bullshit cleaning stuff and walks in the windows. He's like, man, you just make me do all your bullshit work. And he just kind of smiles. And his wife's like, you love this part. And he's like, yes, I do. And, he's, and then finally shows up the Miyagi thing. Oh, the wax, the car, paint the fence was actually, I was teaching you defense and shit. And then you got Miguel like cleaning up Cobra Kai. He's like, is there any way you want me to wash the windows, sir? No, nah, I don't really give a shit. Do, do whatever. But then his train, he's like, you know throwing baseballs at him and everything else. But when he finally has that moment where he beats up the bullies in the lunchroom and somebody films it and it goes viral. And then he gets like his first wave of like new students. And then after they win the tournament, they get kind of like the second wave of new students. And that one girl that joins, that turns out to be kind of a badass that, uh, that, um, Miguel starts dating. I the whole time I was like, she's too much of a, ba- this is going to be, a crease plant. We're going to find out she's like crease's daughter or something. And she, he, you know, she got brought in like to kind of stir the shit. Yeah. Like, but then we never get that through this season. I don't know if we'll have a reveal next week, but like through the whole, whole second season, I'm like, there's something up with that girl. She's going to be part of Reese's takeover plan. Yeah. I don't know. I, which, you know, I mean, Part of it, you took, you know, kids that were disadvantaged, you gave them an advantage, and now you're, you know, trying to dial that back, you know, like, you know, I think Kreese, you know, is already, you know, being the master manipulator is, oh, well, you know, see, this guy doesn't want you to be, you know, as badass as you can be, you know, he wants to hold you back, and blah, 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 and and I, I like, uh, I'll tell you the one guy though, that I cannot stand in this whole series was Miguel and Hawk's friend that eventually joined Miyagi-Do. 
that kid was annoying as fuck through the whole thing. <laughs> I'm like, he's like, bro, I would probably punch you in the face too. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like, hey, do you have something that uh, doesn't involve anything? Can I can I just sit here? Can I read a book? Yeah, uh, Dimitri, I think was his name. Yeah, he's such a dork, and he's but he, if you're gonna be a dork, he talks a lot of shit. He's that like like the condescending little asshole, especially like even when, you know, you can't hit me. I have glasses. Yeah. Oh, then you need to stop running your mouth. <laughs> when Johnny gives them all the like the speech of like, you know, show mercy, and they go to that party, and his guys are trying not to start a fight, but then the Miyagi Do guys. Fucking, uh, Dimitri gets up there like a, like a freaking a comedian and starts roasting Hawk and telling everybody how he was a bedwetter and shit. And like, dude, like he's trying not to like, you know, to bury the shit and you just keep poking him. <laughs> I mean, he, they get in that fight in the mall too. It's like half time. It's like, dude, if you can't fight, you shouldn't start fights. Just calm the fuck down. <laughs> but yeah, that character does a great job of being fucking annoying. <laughs> You're like, you know, I almost don't feel sorry for you getting bullied, dude. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Like, I'm like, he needs to take that inhaler out of his pocket and, you know, use it to ball a fist. And <laughs> I mean, he does have, I guess, a little bit of a redemption well into season two, you know, when... <laughs> he finally starts learning to fight a little bit, but, yeah, when he starts, like, making fun of Hawk at that party, I'm like, alright, dude, if you get kicked in the face now, I, I have no sympathy for you. You kind of deserved any ass-beating that's coming at this point. <laughs> uh, but then, you know, um, uh, whatever, Lurizo's kid gets drunk and kisses uh, Miguel again, and his girlfriend sees it, and that last episode of season two... It's, I'll have a 30 minute episode, 20 minutes of it is a freaking gang fight in the high school. Yeah. I'm I was like, like, holy shit, this is like the best action episode of the entire two seasons. But I'm like, in what fucking school would that occur? <laughs> yeah. Like, the cosby shit. Even like the principal's like, this dude's getting spin kicked in the face. He's like, I'm not nah, paid enough. Y'all, y'all go stop that. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't dealing with it. And you got the fucking dude, you know, from, you know, the fucking hardware store applying for the security position, like, Stingray. <laughs> Goes out there and gets his ass kicked in like 12 seconds. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, uh, them going, I mean, that's like the longest fight of the entire series. And then it ends with, uh, Miguel gets Robbie down. Cause you know, Miguel shows up and sees our, actually Miguel's trying to stop the fight between the two girls and Robbie, you know, jumps in thinking he's well, trying to, I like... I think, yeah, I mean, I, once again, you know, it's the optics, where it looks like, you know, this dude is holding a girl against her will or whatever, and it's like, dude, they were already going at it, but you showed up at the wrong time to only get a quarter of the story, and... Yeah, it's just kind of... N- now, like, you, now it's fucking gang wars out here. <laughs> yeah, and, and you even and... have the two, like, little dorks. Like the, there's like the one really small young guy that doesn't look like he should be in high school in Daniel San's team, and then there's the one tiny guy in Cobra. So even the little tiny guys are fighting each other. It's freaking hilarious. But you get to the fight, piling point where where Miguel gets Robbie down in an arm, you know, like a shoulder arm bar, and he's like, I could snap his freaking arm, but no, I'm gonna I'm gonna learn what my master said, and I'm gonna show mercy. And then dude like kicks him off the freaking balcony, and he 
crashes on and at the end of the episode he's in a in a freaking coma but then you get that reveal where Johnny comes back to the dojo after like he's went to see his student in the hospital and his mom's like stay the fuck away from us and Reese is there and he's like what the fuck are you doing here he's like hey remember when you went on that motorcycle trip with your boys well the problem with having a handshake deal with your landlord is uh I can make a better deal there's no guarantees so like I bought the freaking dojo out from under you and and he's like brainwashed the students like yeah you know freaking Miguel got almost got killed because he showed mercy so like get the fuck out of here and you know he he's lost the dojo at the end of it but one of the if you notice the students that were there it wasn't all the Cobra Kai students like uh Aisha wasn't there in the group so it's like I'm wondering if season three kind of the the Cobra Kai's that aren't falling for Reese's bullshit are going to join. Well, they the already Miyagi have, side. you know, cause we, we saw, you know, one great migration occur already, basically after the dojo was trashed and everything else. And Johnny's reprimanding them for, you know, trashing the dojo. And, you know, part of the lesson was, Hey, we got to get this, you know, fucking, uh, stone uprighted again. And, you know, so I, I think that was what, probably probably five or six of the Cobra Kai's already yeah. now, you know, in Miyagi-Do. And, well, at the same you know, time, now the there... kids are like, oh, they're the enemies. And Daniel's like, no, 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 we, we can't judge them. Yeah, because like, he's like, I was a Cobra was Kai a... at one point. You know, he tells that story from Karate Kid 3 where he, you know, he, you know, fell for the Cobra Kai stuff for a while. But then again, at the same time, Johnny's lost Cobra Kai daniel son's daughter's gotten hurt and his wife is like that's it no more karate so i guess technically daniel son no longer can has his dojo i think i think now with season four already being talked about here my thoughts are sort of season three i think Johnny and Danielson come are together going to Reese. have to join forces against Reese, and you yeah. know we're going to get more of what Cobra Kai was versus you know a combination of hey, I was in Cobra Kai, you were in Cobra Kai. We already know their tactics and their dirtiness, so we've got to you know try to be the light to the dark. Yeah, and with Daniel's wife, even before this, was like, you're neglecting our business to teach karate. My theory, season three, what if Daniel-san and Johnny finally come together, and now Johnny is teaching Miyagi-Do? With the combination of the good Cobra Kais that left, and Daniel's students, and they kind of become either co-teachers of Miyagi-Do, or something new combination, a little bit of the... uh, Daniel's Jing and, and Johnny's Yang, you know, coming together. We're going to be into a new thing. Johnny's son, Miyagi Do. Yeah. <laughs> Miyagi Cobra Do. <laughs> you know, or something. Yeah, it's like, do they, you know, kind of. Because, I mean, he even, like, throws his freaking car car keys. He's like, I'm, I'm nothing yeah, with the Cobra cars, Kai. The cell phone, everything, you know, just leaves the car there and, you know, it was like, I'm. So I'm wondering if finally those two join forces and come with a, a new kind of balance. Because they keep talking about needing to find the balance. What if that's the balance? Like Johnny are, and... Or yet, you know, you've got a kid that's now in ICU. Like, 
law enforcement's got to be involved at this point. <laughs> yeah. Like, at this point, it's spilled over, you know, beyond, you know, what happens in your dojos or what happens at a karate tournament. Like, at this point, like, that's an attempted murder charge. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, you yeah, because Robbie just bails after the fight. You know, so we don't even know what happened to, like, Robbie at this point. You know, is he going to go to JV or whatever for <laughs> for trying to kill uh, Miguel? And, I mean, that's... Unfortunately, that's the bad part, is I don't think he intended for the fall to happen. But no, he kind of just lost his cool for a second, and you know, he's going to have to live with that, yep, <laughs> that absolutely. mistake. And I, I don't know. You know, Either this is going to be the thing that drives them apart, and you know, basically you got a street gang of Cobra Kai. Maybe, maybe Cobra Kai was like you know, the foot clan of the Ninja Turtles or something. <laughs> you know? That's where they all end up. Working for the clan and Master Shredder. <laughs> yeah, but I'm uh, but wondering I, if uh, that's all. Yes, yeah, so they're going to finally. Uh, but then again, come like as kind of combo. many fucking opportunities and times where it's like, all right, you guys should have buried the hatchet for like the fiftieth time now. Like, it'll almost be like I'm not going to be surprised for some other stupid high school drama bullshit to happen and. You know, Daniel ends up losing the car lots, you know, because, <laughs> you know, Crease is going to go to that, you know, shady, you know, landlord or whoever, you know, a realtor person and be like, haha, you know, now I've teamed up Daniel with, you know, whoever the hell the uh, the other auto group is that he was speaking <laughs> yeah. with. Like, yeah, that, that now he's going to be a part of that, uh, that other <laughs> auto group guy. So it's like, oh, great. Now we got opposing auto dealerships and dojos. Great. <laughs> or do we finally get a, the fight scene of uh, Kreese versus uh, Johnny? That They finally have to, like, there's a straight-up street fight between, or between the three of them. Johnny and, uh, and Daniel-san go beat the shit out of Kreese. <laughs> I don't think so. You know, I... I, I, I... I don't know. You know, I I, I think we're going to find. I don't know. I mean, are. Does Johnny, you know, bury himself in a bottle and, uh, you know, we we lose Johnny in season three. Like, you know, then, you know, Miguel has to go learn from Daniel's son. (laughs) Well, you know, Miguel, you know, at some like everybody knows Robbie did it. Not everybody knows that Robbie is Johnny's son. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or does he end up being Cobra Kai and falling in with, uh, you know, does he go, go dark? Because you know, he, he kind of, he never did anything really well. I mean, he kind of started off as a dirtbag and then became a good guy with daniel son, but he's already shown he has dirtbag tendencies. Does he go full dark side? Now he's part of the new evil Cobra Kai. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, because at this point, I don't think you could have a legit tournament with Crease or anybody. But I think at this point, Crease is about the only person that is going to take Robbie in, I think. You know, that or we see Robbie get arrested and end up in, I mean, well, they're all seniors so 
They're probably, you know, 17, 18. Like, does yeah, they're at least end old up enough in, to drive, so... You know, does he end up in some sort of a uh, prison-type facility and, <laughs> you know, tries to carry out Madag... You know, um... <laughs> Miyagi-Do Miyagi in jail. Miyagi-Do in uh, prison or something, you know, to people that had no other shot. I yeah, it's, uh... <laughs> I, I mean, the thing is, like, there's been so much drama that I can't see them stopping the drama. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're we're season one kind of ended on a a high note. Like season two is like the Empire Strikes Back. It's it's definitely as gone as as dark as it can go. So it's like, yeah, I, I have no clue where where season three is going to start. Luckily, we only got you know another two and a half months maybe to to find that out. And you know, the the uh, oh, where was it the uh, that's one thing I, I did like about this series. You know, there's is a, a lot of '80s nostalgia, but at the same time, it had its kind of dark, serious moments that you kind of don't expect from. I mean, a I will kid. say that you know, I think the thing for me was. Oh, they're adults, and you know, like they didn't try the, to the kid original. It down, yeah, yeah, I mean, the original Karate Kid, you know, was so much about being a teenager and you know making responsible choices and being a you know better person and being prepared for the life ahead. Where this one was more so like, ah, eh, I don't give a fuck, and I'll blatantly tell you I don't give a fuck, and. <laughs> You know, hey, I'm still pissed about the shit from, you know, 30 years ago because we never got a chance to really bury that hatchet. And Yeah, the original Karate Kid was very much a a teen movie where Cobra Kai definitely treats the audience like adults. It's like, all right, you, you watch, you know, we got some kids in it, but this is not a kid's show. This is something that fans for, from the original, but even new fans that may not familiar with karate kid the story is good enough that and they they tell enough of the backstory through flashbacks and whatnot that even if you're not familiar with the original karate kid i don't think that's going to stop you from following what's the, going the on the only in this thing is if you know if you have younger viewers very There's much a... the original karate kid you could you know you're relatively safe getting them you know introduced to and you know, yeah, there are some some language and, and whatnot. So yeah, it's definitely uh, whatever parental uh, guidance suggested uh, <laughs> which, rating. You know, which was vastly different than the original Karate Kid, or from how I remember Karate Kid. Yeah, it was very I... much a other than the actual karate. It, you know, it, there wasn't really anything questionable. I don't even think there was any kind of bad language in the original Karate. Like I said it was a kind of a movie for kids. Where this is definitely a movie for, I'm not saying an adult movie, but a, a movie that adults can watch. <laughs> or series that adults can watch. I think it just depends on, you know, if you're worried about things that may get repeated. You know, and I mean, even like the, I mean, the karate stuff. Like, I mean, there wasn't, you know, it wasn't like you were seeing people's eye sockets and stuff getting busted <laughs> open left and right. Like, I don't think there was ever really any... Other than uh, the final episode where she gets, like, punched with the spiked uh, bracelet and, you know, gets her arm cut up. And then Miguel, like, falling off the freaking balcony and 
and probably breaking his back. Uh, I mean, there's not really a whole lot of violence. And I do like the, that one episode where he's like, notices the kids flinching. He's like, you ever been punched in the face before? He's like, raise your hand if you've never been punched. And like, there's so many things. He's like, you don't know what you are until you've been punched in the face. So let's get that flinch out of you. Everybody line up and you're all going to get punched in the face before you leave class today. <laughs> I mean, that is always, you know, the thing, like that first initial hit. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta and alleviate it, that fear of injury. And, 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 and I could say like most of the times that I've been hit, it's like, Oh shit! That was nothing. All right, fuck. Okay, my 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 head's in the right place now. It's like Mike Tyson said: everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face. <laughs> and sometimes you got you got to, you know, the, the fear of it is worse than the actual <laughs> punch. So it's like he's like, all right, all y'all take a hit and and get that you know, you know, out of your brain. So now you can. Uh, you well, don't I got to hit, and I didn't like it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Then learn better defense. <laughs> so as we kinda, so I should study offense. <laughs> exactly, more offense. So as we kind of wrap that up, what do you think of this cigar? Uh, so Dude, I'm uh, I'm really digging it. Um, I mean, it's exactly what a all Nicaraguan cigars should be. Um, and a slow burner. I mean, we normally we smoke the six sixties, but we already had like a big cigar today, so we chose. Well, the, I mean, uh, dude, we. We the 6x54, which is not... How many me- cigars yesterday? Oh, yeah. We went to an event and probably smoked two or three... I think I had three or four Saturday, and, and uh, this is my second cigar of the day today, so we went with a little smaller size than normal, but an hour in, and I still got probably a good four, three, four inches of cigar, so this is looking to be a two-hour smoke for its you know smaller size, so it's definitely not a... A fast burning uh, cigar, so you're gonna get to enjoy. Well, I mean, that then again, like for a while, I feel like we probably bullshitted a lot more uh, this episode than. <laughs> yeah, we've taken a lot more uh, uh, talk breaks and had to relight a couple times. So, yeah, we're, we're giving the car the cigar the proper time to rest. <laughs> we're not hot boxing like we normally do. Uh, but with that, we'll be right back. If you want to win the All Valley Under 18 Karate Tournament? You gotta give me better than your best. Which is why from now on, you're gonna get my worst. Do you understand? Yes, Sensei! Are you losers? No, Sensei! Are you nerds? No, Sensei! Are you sure? No, Sensei! some science yeah ready to learn some shit brad what are you gonna teach me there well, uh... we've, we have been talking about you know karate kid and fighting boxing is supposed to be the sweet science so i guess we've been talking about science all this time nice <laughs> i think i see what you did there <laughs> well last week i think it was we talked about a mysterious sighting of a dude in a jetpack 
Well, now we've got a less mysterious sighting of a dude in a jetpack. I mean, it's almost legit Iron Man status at this point. Um, they're testing jetpack for paramedic use for basically mountain rescue. So places where there's like mountains, say a hiker falls, gets injured. It's not a place where an ambulance can drive to the scene and it may take a long time for medical personnel to hike in or you're having to wait on a helicopter if it can get into the area that the person's injured. Well, um, the Great North Air Ambulance Service, GNAS uh, in the UK, uh, basically is testing a, like I said, an Ironman style jetpack for getting first responders to remote mountainous areas. Uh, in the test, uh, they're using a jetpack uh, produced by a company called Gravity Industries, and the test was in the Lake District. Uh, basically, gave a dem demonstration of uh, a hiker fell off a cliff, cliff and and broke a leg in an area that would normally take. 25 minutes for first responders to hike in on foot. And that's, you know, just a normal person hiking, not a bunch of guys carrying a whole bunch of medical equipment with them. They probably end up taking longer than that. Yeah. Well, absolutely. with this jetpack, the first responder was able to reach the injured hiker within 90 seconds. And, you know, it's... I mean, that's awesome. I mean, to get somebody there that can, you know, basically, you know, start CPR or, you know, start something that quickly. Like, I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, um, especially to say that, you know, it, it's not something where they that can, or, Hey, if you're on the side of a mountain, and it's freezing cold, you know, get an emergency thermal blanket over you and, and that sort of thing to, you know, prevent hypothermia. And yeah. And that's basically what it's going to be used for because it's not, and it's, it's cool. It's kind of a system with a backpack rocket and then two, kind of handheld uh, rockets they use for stabilization and steering, which I think we've seen like demonstrations of this stuff before, but yeah, there's a bait, you know, it's not somewhere they can fly in, pick up someone and fly them out, but you know, a couple, you know, one or a couple rescue workers can get to the site within a matter of seconds, carrying at least some kind of small, you know, a defibrillator or some kind of, you know, small med or pack at least or something. If nothing else, I would say that it would be awesome as far as actually pinpointing where the individual is. And yeah. And you, I've got eyes on the body, and you're able to communicate to the team and actually get them. You know, because yeah, you can at least get someone on site and start stabilizing that person while the other rescue workers with more advanced equipment either hike in or the helicopter, you know, arrives to extract somebody. So there, you know, you have a medical personnel on scene stabilizing that patient and doing like the first responder stuff until someone can get there with better equipment to actually get them out of there. So, so I need to add a jet pack to my medical EDC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you've got an extra $400,000 laying around, cause that's what, uh, <laughs> one of these, uh, gravity, uh, industries, jet packs Dang. are going for in the civilian market. Being fat's expensive. <laughs> yeah. My backpacks got jets. Dude, could you see somebody like, some uber rich cosplayer out there somewhere is going to have one of these and like legit you're going to see somebody at a convention and like actual functioning you know <laughs> jet pack in a Bubba Fett suit oh and speaking of medical personnel uh, we've uh, this one's kind of a, a bad story I mean we've talked about the dangers of Skynet but also 
we've kind of got the first reported case of someone dying due to a hacker attack. Uh, a hospital in uh, Dusseldorf, Germany, uh, Dusseldorf University Hospital, basically had their computer systems disabled by a ransomware attack, which is, if you don't know what that is, basically hackers lock up your system and then demand payment to unlock we your system. We need one million dollars for you to access your files and everything, and even if you pay it, you're probably not getting access back. Yeah, and due to this attack, um, a critical patient that was en route to that hospital had to be transferred to another hospital that was much farther away because none of their computer systems were working and they couldn't operate some of their equipment and the you know person ended up you know dying in transport which probably wouldn't happen if they had gotten to the closer hospital and you know right now the they're trying to track down these hackers cuz they're probably going to be some kind of charges pending who but was they, watching porn at the hospital <laughs> and they say they don't they actually don't think the hospital was the one that was uh targeted at that cuz the ransom note that was delivered with the hack uh was addressed to somebody at a different an actual an university that this hospital is associated with so they think the attack the was supposed to go toward the university and somehow it got to this university hospital instead of the actual university because as soon as law enforcement contacted the hackers and told them like hey you've shut down a hospital they immediately sent them the the unlocking code without you know getting paid for it but still, like, you know, it's kind of one of those things that's been theorized that this could happen uh, with the future of cyber attacks and whatnot. And they also say it's these type, it's not like a hostile government, like, behind it. This is like literally legit hacker criminals perpetrating these, these ransomware attacks, uh, which is kind of becoming as, you know, technology and internet, you know, becomes integrated into everything it's he kind of becoming me a name over xbox live so i sent the swap team to his house yeah it's becoming much more of a uh, a legit concern in the in the world so yeah you know if we have any like you know white hat good and guy just, hackers uh, you need to be like fuck these dudes these well dudes up i mean here's the problem right like if that doesn't tell you think about all of the medical documents and everything else that a hospital houses on an individual Oh yeah, like financial documents. And they are probably the least secure in all of their network protocols. Like, yeah, we worry way much more about physical physical security these days than than we do actual, you know, internet security. And like, so that's something that kind of needs to be needs to be more of a priority in the future because this stuff like this is showing the 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 weaknesses in in our systems that uh, yeah definitely should be a a uh, concern going forward. Uh, also in medical news, here's a good medical story. Are you familiar with uh, tin- tinnitus? Yes, the it, ringing of the ears. Yes, and that's something a lot of us that have grown up, you know, shooting and whatnot is is stuff. And even like you know, people in military guys have been around explosions. Tinnitus is a common thing, and now there's a new study that has come up with a treatment for tinnitus that is not a, a cure, but Basically, they're training your brain to ignore the buzzing. And they're saying with this new treatment that they've developed that it's it's shown in patients that uh, that it's actually kind of making it go away or at least have, training the person's brain to ignore it for up to a year. So you might have to go through this treatment again, but you know it could give you like you know people that's this stuff is 
is is is ruining their lives and give them at least you know 12 months of peace it's and it involves shocking your tongue but before you know you try to go out and lick a battery when your ears are buzzing it's a device called lanier so if i've got a tongue piercing i shouldn't stick it to a nine volt maybe so yeah basically that you it's a combination of headphones where they play i guess different audio things at the same time stimulating your brain with a you know, a mild electric shock to the tongue. So that's kind of like the easiest way to get, I guess, to that nerve center. And it's a basically, I think something like 36 hours worth of treatment over the course of around 12 weeks. So it's not like 36 hours straight, but you know, patients that went through this uh, report in the journal of science, transitional medicine uh, researchers in Ireland based uh, neuromar devices, tested the technology on 326 people. And, you know, at least 52% were still reporting no signs of the return of the tinnitus 12 months after the, the original, you know, treatment uh, session. That's, I mean, which, uh, isn't it 3M that has the major class action lawsuit against them? For... <laughs> yeah, that's the one we keep seeing on freaking Facebook all the time. It's like... Did you use 3M uh, earplugs, <laughs> and are you surfacing from from uh, uh, tinnitus? But yeah, out of all the treatments, this is the the one that's had like the most, uh, I guess, long term results so far uh, in in the treatment. So it's definitely a you know looking like it's going to be a good good thing going forward. And also. We've we've talked lately about a bunch of new video games coming out and how, especially with the PS5 and that new Star Wars game, I'm like, I need to get back into gaming. But a new study shows that playing video games as a child might actually make you smarter and the effect lasts even years after you stop playing. I mean, I think it does a lot for hand-eye coordination and potentially critical thinking and actually reading comprehension in a lot of cases. And that's my thing, is mainly the, uh, the study looked at... Uh, like you said, the, uh, the cognitive abilities. Uh, a, a research published in the Frontiers in Human Neuroscience, a study from the University Oberta de Cataluna, uh, which basically involved 27 people ages 18 to 40 that had either played video games in their past or never touched them. Each participant was tested on their cognitive skills before being subject to an hour and a half of daily video game playing for 10 consecutive days. And then immediately after the training period, and then finally 15, they were tested again after the playing period and tested again 15 days later. And what they found is, and of course the, the, the cognitive game they tested them on was super Mario 64. <laughs> that's what, that's the game they had to play, which I had shit had a lot of puzzles in it. Well, I mean, not only the puzzles, but fuck, just the design of the 64 controller itself is a mind fuck. <laughs> yeah. But what they found was, before the testing, the people that had never played a game tested lower than the people that had been playing games as a child. And then post the 10 days of gaming, the kind of space between the gamers and the non-gamers actually decreased. So it was like, the people that had never played the games, their test scores actually went up and the people that had played previously and not played in several years actually tested higher from that previous gaming experience 
than you know the people that had never played before. But after the gaming, their test results were more even. So it's like not only does gaming show that it has effect on cognitive ability, it shows it has a long term effect because the people that weren't currently gamers but gamers in the past showed you know still having better cognitive ability than the no gamers. <laughs> So, you know, when your parents tell you you're wasting time with these video game kids, you're like, no, I'm trying to be smarter, man. Yep, absolutely. It'll, it'll teach you, because you can't get through a video game like most people try to do with an email. They read the first line and the last line, oh, I don't understand. Like, motherfucker, you got to read, like, every line. All the <laughs> details are in there. You, you got to read them all. Yep. It's like Pokemon. Got to catch them. <laughs> Life doesn't have a training level, but luckily most video games do, so... Yeah, get out there, do some gaming, learn some shit. And with that, we'll be right back. Crisis for the Geek Kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Join the geek revolution and save the galaxy. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Want to know more? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Listen to Weeby Geeks podcast on iTunes and Stitcher or online at WeebyGeeks.net. Weeby Geeks, your voice for the Geek Revolution. Want to know more? And now it's time for all things nerdy in Nerd and welcome to Nerd News. Yeah, news! In this rendition of news, we're going to talk about deaths, delays, more Cobra Kai, and more delays. So with no further ado, let's jump right into it. Yeah. As a musician... Might uh, as well jump! <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about the uh, passing of one Eddie Van Halen. Um, you Goddamn know. guitar wizard. Yeah, like... As genius as he was, like... I can remember seeing Van Halen once, and my problem was, like, some of the iconic riffs that I could remember from the album, they didn't pull off on stage. <laughs> and I'm like, ah. It's just, you know, because there, there's so much flair and personality that one can bring, you know, when you're able to multi-track versus, <laughs> okay, if I'm up here, I can't be doing 17 things simultaneously, but... Yeah, I mean... I say that the greatness of Eddie Van Halen's guitar playing far overshadows like just Van Halen as a band. I mean, his level of skill, even if you're not a fan of Van Halen, was like insanity. I mean, hell, one thing I like, he pretty much made Michael Jackson's career. Like, I had no idea when I, until I started seeing all this stuff about you know the other stuff, non-Van Halen shit that he did. That like. The badass I mean, guitar riff from Beat It uh, was you know, Eddie Van Halen. Studio musician, so, you know, I mean, that's the thing. It's it's like it's like kind of like, you know, we see a lot of people getting, um, you know, Mick Mars nowadays to, like, lay down some guitar in their songs. It's like, freaking, you know, Eddie Van Halen was like, you know, we need a guitar wizard for this song. Let's call, call fucking Eddie to lay down a track for us. You know, but, all right, just, you know, as a, as a uh, musician, you know, everyone has a side. Are you, uh, you know... David Lee Roth uh, Van Halen or Sammy Hagar Van Halen? It's two sides to the same coin. It's almost two different bands. Well, it, <laughs> so you you brought it up. Okay, so 
we're going to keep the hard rock, but all of a sudden, like, we're going to go a little bit darker with the lyrics. <laughs> or, you know what? We're going to up the tempo, still keep it a little, you know, heavy, but our lyrics, we're going to disguise them, you know, as, hey, jump. Go jump off a cliff. Nobody puts that into context. <laughs> yeah, it was a great interview so, on Joe Rogan with David Raleigh. He's like, nah, man, all my songs were about, like, suicide and devil stuff. It's like, you can say whatever you want as long as you put it in, like, a, a poppy beat. You know? <laughs> it's, but, yeah, it's like David Lee Roth era Van Halen is a younger, partier, like, you know, drugs and rock and roll Van I mean, Halen. I they were... Where Hagar was more grown-up adult Van Halen. <laughs> yeah, I mean... And I, I don't know. I mean, I think for me, I'm I'm probably more David Lee Roth because, you know, I was, you know, when I was getting into guitar, I mean, you're into it for all the wrong reasons. And I can be honest about that. Like <laughs> When I started thinking of, like, the Van Halen hits that I like, there's probably more on that list that were David Lee Roth era than Sammy Hagar. Hell, the songs I like that are Sammy Hagar, when you look them up, like, oh, no, that was a Sammy Hagar solo project and not part of his Van Halen time. Yes, absolutely. And that, so I, I don't know, you know, I mean, 2020 just sucks in general. Um, it sucks a little bit more now. And he died of cancer. It wasn't a, another COVID hit. Yeah. But, and I mean, it was, I mean, he was a heavy smoker. Like there, <laughs> yeah. there's no doubt, of, you know, way to beat that, you know, and, and you know, I think it was early 2000, you know, he came out and was like, yeah, I'm on some preventative treatments and some other stuff. I think a couple of years later, like, he even had to have, you know, like, a third of his tongue removed or something. And, you know, so... And that's the thing, too. Like, what other band... Most bands, the lead singer is the key of the band. But Van Halen was named after the guitar player and uh, was it the drummer. I think it was his, his brother was also Van Halen. So, so it's like... It's like we're just badass musicians, but we can't fucking sing. We're gonna have to get us a singer to make this band work. But that was yeah, always like, my problem. It's like I'll play the shit out of some guitar. Don't you ever put you know a <laughs> vocal mic in front of me? And then it's hey, dude, you want to do a podcast where you got to be in front of a vocal mic all the time? Like, yeah, but at least we don't sing very often. <laughs> Not well, anyway. I don't sing well. <laughs> we sing ever. for comedic value at this point. It's uh, it's never uh because we think we can sing. This one time, I might have hit a note. It it might have registered somewhere. <laughs> it was completely my, by mistake. My bucket had a hole in it. Couldn't carry a tune. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you know, RIP to EVH. I mean, you know, like, just something about, you know, power kicks and power slides. And, I mean, just that. Oh, I did see a photo that was somebody had painted their van with one of the Van Halen album covers. And it said, Mini Van Halen. <laughs> well like i know there's actually a group and i guess since we're talking about music called mini kiss oh i've seen that with yeah. the uh the little people uh kiss yes <laughs> dude they fucking rock <laughs> yeah it's crazy um all right so we talked a little bit about um you know the future of cobra kai during the main segment but um it has been renewed for a season Four, and there's also a season three promo um, available if you would like to choose it. We will link it to the website. Um, and also, supposedly, we've heard from industry insiders that there's a Cobra Kai cigar going to come out at some point. Not heard any kind of release date on that. I'm hoping it will 
come out about the time I, the new. I, so mean, we can smoke the Cobra Kai cigar when we do part two of this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do need to find a dojo where I can walk in with a cigar. <laughs> yeah. Might do shit for cardio for the rest of the session, but <laughs> yeah. You got to work through it. I mean, most of the time I go to the cigar shop before I go to class. You know, it's just, it just adds a little, like, you know, stress. Ash on, yeah. ash off. <laughs> ash on, ash off. <laughs> and puff. Nice. <laughs> Cut the cigar. Light the cigar. We got to come up with, like, a fighting style that involves, like, cigar Well, no, like, you, you bought me the book, you know, um, Cigar Etiquette for Barbarians or something. Yeah. Like, I need one, you know, like the the Wusa of, you know. <laughs> yeah. I need the Miyagi Do Cigar Dojo. Uh. <laughs> uh, and I I saw another meme the other day of like Mr. Miyagi kind of giving you like a side eye, and it was like Mr. Miyagi looking down on all y'all from heaven wearing the Cobra Kai shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Would Miyagi put aside everything for? The think, sake of the betterment, you know. Probably, because he, he was all about that balance. And, like, I don't think Mr. Miyagi would have gotten pissed off to begin with. Like, you know, he, you know Daniel, uh, Danielson's, like, probably the probably be over there kicking Danielson's ass, like, yeah. knock some sense into you, fool. Yeah. Calm down. You'll need balance. <laughs> Banzai! Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. So, we need to talk about theatrics and what's going on in the world of uh, theaters. Because, uh, since we... Last spoke to you about what's going on in the world of theaters. Besides things being delayed and more delays, um, apparently Regal has now decided they are temporarily closing their doors for a undetermined amount of time until I guess whatever major markets and yeah, because studios actually start giving them new content. That yeah, theaters reopened briefly. Uh, I know we have a real theater here locally, and it's been open for about. I don't know, a month and a half, two months maybe. And they've played like maybe one or two new movies that have come out and mostly re I mean, the only one that I really saw was Tenant. Tenant and, and that New Mutants movie, and there was something else I'd never heard of, but most of it was playing old stuff. But they were kind of counting on James Bond coming out in November to re-energize the theatrical market, and then that got pushed, and then everything else got pushed, and they're like, we can't afford to stay open with no new content. So James Bond has killed the theater industry. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, you know, and Regal is like the number two theater chain, at least here in the US, if not the world. So that's kind of a a big hit that they're going to be closed for well, and I mean, AMC an indeterminate amount of time. Can't be in a much better position. No. I mean maybe maybe financially they're structured differently or something like that. But I mean at the end of the day, like you're you're banking on Hollywood studios bringing you new content that people are going to want to risk their lives to see. Yeah, so even and if you Hollywood are... Hollywood has, you know, not done a very good job of making movies at 10 12 bucks that I want to see, much less risk my life. <laughs> yeah, and, and a lot of the places are turning to... I mean, the big tentpole summer movies and holiday era you know, season movies that they are like, we have to put these... They keep getting pushed, but then a lot of the stuff, like, you know, we, when we talked about... Uh, Bill and Ted last week are opting for the digital release at a premium price, which is about what you'd pay. I mean, me paying $20 to watch, watch freaking Bill and Ted is cheaper than 
me and my wife going to see in a theater and then buying popcorn and all this other shit. So it's about the same, if not a little bit less. And you didn't have people annoying you. No, I could smoke a cigar and... <laughs> if the wife annoys you, you could be like, fine, you don't care about the movie, go to the other room or whatever. Like, Or I can pause it. <laughs> you know, it's like, all Holy right. Holy shit, there's yeah. a pause button. Exactly. So, yeah, it's... You know, it, it, this, the digital market is kind of benefiting from all this, but even then there's not a whole lot of new content... Uh, being released uh or you know a lot of you know productions and stuff are on pause that are just now getting back up and running so it's you know even if theaters reopen there's nothing to put in the theaters unfortunately yep absolutely so uh let's let's talk about no time to die it has officially been pushed as of right now to april 2nd 2021 um i guess that is the time to die that is uh the time to die maybe who knows um still a lot of time between now and then to figure out what the fuck we're doing in the world um basically um fast nine we talked about them going into outer space um and now they've gone into delay (laughs) yeah uh I'm trying to figure out when the hell. I don't think they're gonna try to release on the same time that. Uh... Yeah, most of the things I've seen that's gotten pushed got pushed to the spring. So it looks like F9 has been pushed to May 28th of 2021. Trying to hit that summer. Yeah, the early summer uh, window. Summer window. Yep. Um. Looks like we're going to have Vin Diesel, John Cena, Michelle Rodriguez, uh, Tyrese Gibson, Ludacris. Uh, Luda! Luda. Um, and then Cardi B. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty then. Yeah. She's going to bring that WAP or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Is there WAP in space? <laughs> like, like, I mean, you know. You heard of the Mile High Club, I mean... <laughs> In space, no one can hear you whop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Do yourself a favor and look up Leo's metal cover of that. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, moving right along. Cyberpunk 2077, a game I've been looking forward to all year that inevitably keeps getting delayed. Looks like it may actually have hit gold, which I think gold means that they've started actually putting the game on disc. So the likelihood of further delays, maybe not so much. But um, a little guy... Yeah, trailers that look freaking awesome. Well, Keanu Reeves um, is now in a, a new Cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> commercial. So if that doesn't, you know... John Wick in the future. You know, Tip the, uh, the scales of badassery, then, um, you know, I don't know what does, but... Uh, as of right now, November 19th for PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Strata. Who the fuck even has a Strata? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> so I think Strata is Google's game system that they ah. tried to come out with. I think it's Google Strata. Um, Xbox Series X and PS5 versions will be available eventually sometime. As of right now, there's a free upgrade option, though. So Woo-hoo. I think if you get it on one of the current generation systems and then get it for next gen, you won't have to buy the game twice. Oh, speaking of which, have you seen the VR footage of uh, Star Wars Squadrons? I have not yet. It um, looks bad. I'm like, oh my god, I almost want a fucking VR heads- PlayStation VR headset now because that shit looks fucking awesome. Dude, you should just get you a PC and get the Oculus. 
go, go. Cause, in in order to do the VR, you're gonna need at least a PS Pro and everything. Like, just. I mean, you have extra USB ports. I mean. Yeah, I need to finally build dude, like an actual you, you desktop. You can step into the VR porn game. I mean. All right, I'm sold. I need to start the, building the a desktop. Possibilities are endless. And, Ah, limitless. Alright, let's go to Fry's or Tiger or wherever we buy computer parts. You can't nowadays. do that anymore because everybody's Fuck. out of everything. <laughs> it's kind of like the gut. The, <laughs> the computer gun world. shit, gun shit. Gym it, shit. I mean, hell, you can't find free weights anywhere. I've been trying to buy some weights and shit. It's like, yeah. Any, anything that people will use at home is sold out. Ah. <laughs> uh. Uh, I guess a movie that we forgot to uh, talk about in the delays. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion has been pushed back to 2022. Looks like they're shooting for June 10th. So they said fuck 2020 and 2021. Yeah, they're like, it's all fucked up now. <laughs> um, more video game news. Mortal Woo-hoo! Kombat 11. Ultimate. You know, it used to be with, you know, I think starting with Mortal Kombat 9 and stuff, like they started introducing iconic characters from other franchises, whether it's from horror movies or action films, that sort of thing. Um, I think the last one I played was 9. It might have been 10 that had Leatherface as somebody yeah. that... I think I played Mortal Kombat X. I, I, ne- I haven't gotten 11 yet, but yeah, this Ultimate Edition 11, which I'm assuming is going to have all the downloadable characters that previous released, uh, plus some new stuff, but Rambo is one of the new characters. Not only do they got Rambo... They got Stallone to voice Rambo, so that's going to be kind of awesome, speaking of the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, um, looks like this is going to launch uh, digitally on November 17th. Physical releases for the PS4 will be available in January in the Americas, except for Brazil. Um... It'll come with a base game, both combat packs, uh, Aftermath expansion, uh, Switch, PC, PS4, PS5, Strat. I've been won that game, one. but I think I'm definitely going to wait until the Ultimate comes out so I can get all that shit and not have to download all the cool stuff. Well, on October 15th, uh, you can pre-order. Sweet. And as a bonus, if you pre-order, you'll get Time Warrior skin pack, which includes new skins for Liu Kang, Noob Saibot, and Scarlet. Whoever the fuck that is. <laughs> oh, man, I'm uh, so out of the gaming world, man. I gotta get back in. Yeah, so I guess uh, the Combat Pack 2 is the new DLC that's adding Melina, Rain, Rambo. Um, it'll also be available on November 17th. And pre-orders going live on October 15th. The DLC will cost $15. 15 bucks, little man. Put and and you get the skins. Because we can't ever just release one game at one price anymore. Like, <laughs> no. You know, oh, that $60 game. Well, you need this $15 pack, and we're going to release one of these per quarter. So, yeah. It's like... Yeah, every game costs 100 bucks now if you just go ahead and buy that $50 season pass where you get all the future downloads. And now, like, they've... Like, with the season passes, like... Now it's like, oh, you get four DLCs. But we're going to make 20. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, so... That's not even really a... Uh, a way to go anymore. Um, Ernest Klein, we've talked about Ready Player Two for a little bit. Uh, he has. You know what I mean, Vern? Yep, shared that um, in the new novel. Um, I guess Will Wheaton hosted a panel, and 
he will also be narrating the audio version. I don't think any surprise there because I think yeah, I liked his really audio, job ver- audio uh, version of it. Yep. Um, Have we heard anything about the story of it? Is it continuous so, of uh, Percival or? Basically, um, this is what was stated in the email from Klein to Wheaton um, for him to read during that panel. Days after winning Oasis, uh, James Halliday's contest, Wade Watts makes a discovery that changes everything. Hidden within Halliday's vaults, waiting for his heir to find, lies a technology advancement that will once again change the world and made the Oasis a thousand times more wondrous and addictive than way it ever deemed possible with it comes a new riddle a new quest line um a new quest a last easter egg from halliday hinting at a mysterious prize and unexpectedly and possibly powerful and dangerous new rival awaits one who will kill millions to get what he wants wade's life in the future our oasis are again at stake but this time it's for the fate of humanity or the fate of humanity also hangs in the balance Dun, dun, dun. Loving, nostalgic, and wildly original as only Ernest Klein could conceive it. Ready Player Two takes us on another imaginative, fun, action-packed adventure through his beloved virtual universe and jolts us thrillingly into the future once again. Sweet. Hopefully so, too. basically, we get the same story over again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm down. That, that The first book was awesome. Hell, even the movie was good. Yeah, and I mean, I even like the other, you know, stuff that Klein did outside of Red yeah. Player One. We need so. an Armada movie. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Um, and I guess in closing, because we would never close on a sad note, is a little-known trailer by the Fat Man. <laughs> yeah, I found that the other day, and I was like, at first I was like, this has to be some kind of, like, funny or die. This has got to be a skit, right? No, it's a real thing. It's a well, gritty action. Well, at first I thought it was like, is it like movie? some kind of Kevin Smith like <laughs> yeah. thing I'm not aware of, you know? Uh... But yeah, Mel Gibson is Santa Claus, a dirty, like grumpy, kind of washed up Santa Claus dealing with a world that no longer believes in him, and now hitmen are after him, and he's doing stuff for the military. Apparently, we got Walter Coggins as a hitman hired to kill Santa Claus because. He left Cole and some gangster kids uh, a package because he's a bad dude. The trailer just looks like this weird, gritty crime drama, but it's freaking Santa Claus. It's the most bizarre thing you've ever seen, and I can't wait to see this movie. <laughs> it is just truly fucked up looking. So, yeah, do yourself a favor. Hit the link. Go watch the Fat Man trailer right now. Yes, absolutely. Um, and this is Saban Films... Um... Scheduled to release in the United States November 13th in select theaters. <laughs> and probably digital soon after because uh, there isn't any theaters. For home media, or home media, it's set to release November 17th. So basically, they're like, ah, we'll give it four days and then, <laughs> you know, streaming, you know, download service for everyone. Well, I think there's like a, a weird requirement that to win like awards and shit, you have to have some kind of theatrical release even like a small one so it's like yeah all right we'll do our four days in theaters so we're eligible and for some kind of award but then we're just gonna get straight i think theater. they're like there needs to be a caveat theater must actually be opened <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, the theater is like at mel gibson's house that's the only place it gets released you gotta know mel to be able to see it on a screen <laughs> damn well it was released in theaters my home theater <laughs>
<laughs> and with that, check us out on CigarNerdPodcast.com. We're on the ESO Network at ESONetwork.com. We're on wherever you find podcasts. We're, we're just about Stitcher. everywhere. Bye. I think we're even on Audible at this point. I sent this thing to like get on Amazon's podcast streaming service so yeah wherever you find podcasts we are there uh check us out on facebook instagram twitter at cigar nerd pod uh get your smoking shirts at real men smoke cigars.com get your energy drinks at strikeforceenergy.com use your promo code cigar nerds for 20 percent off your order and when in doubt sweep the leg johnny and this has been a recording of the cigar nerd podcast we your hosts smoking joe and brad jackson Join us next time for more adventures in nerddom. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network. Your station for all things geek.